0: You know, when kids initially start to learn to walk, they get up and walk and then they fall and then they get up and walk again and then they fall. If that child never got up again after they fell, nobody would ever walk. So just accept it as part of the process and then pick yourself up again and start again on the process.
1: This week... Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss how to effectively set goals for your marriage and follow through with them. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned. You don't need a special occasion to give your spouse flowers. In fact, it's probably more special to get them flowers just because. If you're still not inspired, how about if we can save you $10 on your flower purchase at BloomNation.com? Use the promo code get Hitched with BN. at bloomnation.com, a marketplace that connects you with your local florist wherever you reside in the country. Again, use the promo code GETHITCHED with BN10 at bloomnation.com to save $10 when you want to surprise your spouse with flowers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years So soak it in, everybody. Uh, She is the author of uh, several books. She has her own podcast every Wednesday on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Take Five to Empower Your Relationship. And today she is going to help us uh, achieve our goals. Um, One of the things that I love about marriage is that you have a teammate for life, uh, and with that teammate, I am a big believer in setting goals. One of the things that I constantly try to do, and I hope everybody else tries to do, is grow and improve yourself, and so part of that is setting goals and then also working through those goals, achieving those goals, but there are going to be hiccups. And so today we're going to talk about how to get your spouse on board to help support those goals. And we all have dreams. We all have goals. So it could be something like starting a business. It could be something as simple as being a better parent. It could be getting a promotion at work. It could be living a healthier lifestyle. And we'll get into all these little details in a bit. So my first question to you, Karen, is... How can you get your spouse on the same page as you?
0: Well, before I answer that question, what I want to say is that we have research that lets us know that when, in fact, we can be a cheerleader for our spouse, that that really uh, has a very positive impact on the relationship. Uh, It's important that we do support our mates um, and that they feel our support. Um, because that does allow us to be ourselves. And there's more research that talks about the Michelangelo effect, Mm -hmm. which is that we help our mates, uh, become the best person that they can be, that we help them carve out, uh, the best person that they can be. In other words, you want to help them be them, not necessarily be who you would like them to be. Mm -hmm. So it's, it really is important that if your mate comes to you and says, you know, there's something that. I would really like to start working on, or there's a project that I really want to do, or there's something that I've been, you know, really, um, wanting to try all my life, um, that, that you try to be supportive of, of, uh, the person. Now, in order to, uh, get your mate on the same page, uh, what you would want them to do is you come and you'd say, there's something I'd like to share with you. Um, you know, I, would hope that this isn't going to come as a shock to your mate. That there would have been some rumblings and grumblings about some of your interests, but um, you want to say, "I'd like, I'd like to share this with you. I'd like to talk it out with you." Um, it's just in the you know thinking stage, and I I wanted to uh, get your input and you know, you want to obviously be enthusiastic about it, um, but also be open to their input because I think that when your mate feels, yes, I am part of this process, they're going to be more open to um, hearing about it, you know, Mm -hmm. not as that it's being presented as a fait accompli, um, that it's, you know, all done and here, this is what I'm doing and, you know, tough nooks. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and I think uh, you... You kind of phrased it in a very particular way just now about how you approach your spouse because I think a lot of times we all have full plates and when your spouse comes to you and says, I want to talk about something or uh, let's talk, depending on how you approach it, where you approach it, when you approach it, it could immediately set your partner back a bit because Mm -hmm. they might immediately think, oh great, now what do I have to do? Right. Um, So can you give just a like a 30 second what's the best way to bring this up to your spouse so they don't immediately reject the idea or shut their brain off thinking that you're just going to make them do more work
0: <laughs> well i i think that it's basically you know i there's something that is really important to me that i'd like to share with you um so let me know you know when you have the time you know to listen Um, it's not something that, you know, we, you know, that, uh, we have to do this second, but that being said, it's something that I'd like to be able to discuss with you, you know, relatively near future. Um, and it's more about something I'm, um, wanting to do, but I, I want to, as I said, share it with you to tell you about it and to get your input about it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because a lot of times, and and you mentioned also how, you know, you, you hope that, uh, couples share kind of their goals and aspirations with each other, but sometimes your spouse hears something on the radio or, you know, maybe they're listening to this podcast, for example, mm-hmm. and they think we, we've we offered tons of ideas and tips in the past that they might come home and say like, oh, I want to try to implement that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes these things are spurt of the moment. So um, so that's good. Uh, moving on, after you've expressed your goals to your spouse, how can you get them to then offer support or just be supportive?
0: Well, I think the best thing to do is to say, you know, as I thought about this, um, you know, I I realized that um, it may actually require um, some assistance from you. So so let me use an example, okay? I think that that's probably the best way to do it. For a while, I was doing um, a lot of entrepreneurial Kinds of projects where I was um, doing speaking engagements and I was doing um, a different kind of radio show and I was um, getting out there a lot with uh, information on relationships. And it was going to require a lot of my time um, and a lot of energy. And basically, what it meant was it was going to take away time from my what I was spending with my spouse. It also meant that I was going to have to be making an investment financially in some of the coaching programs that I was going to be doing. Mm -hmm. So basically what I had to do was to say to my husband, you know, do you feel financially we can afford X amount of dollars? You know, are you willing to support me that way? And number two, are you willing to perhaps you know, pick up some of the chores that I might normally do on the weekend, or that, you know, I might have to take a couple of trips for some of this coaching, and I, you know, won't be with you. Is, is that okay with you? Because, you know, though he didn't have to do any of the actual work that I was doing as far as the creativity, no. or, you know, taking the classes, it still was going to be draining some energy from our relationship. And I needed to have his support because if he was going to be resentful, then that wasn't going to work. Yeah. So you want to be specific in the manner in which your spouse can support you and ask, will that be okay with you?
1: Yeah. Okay. And and we were actually talking uh, before we jumped on here to do the recording, uh, uh, you know, kind of going through some of the scenarios of, let's say you wanted to take a a class, you know, some continuing education, for example, um, once you get off work and that means that you, because you're expending time doing that new thing, you have to take away time somewhere else. And that's where you would be explicit with your spouse as to what you would request of them and their support. Mm -hmm. So maybe they make dinner at night on Tuesday nights, or maybe they do the dishes on Tuesday nights. Um, so that's very clear and concise and your spouse says, OK, I can do that. I, I see this is important to you. I'm all in. Right. You, you come home on Tuesday nights and you see that the dishes are still in the sink even though they mm. said that they would support you by taking care of that. And now three weeks have gone by and all you can think about are the dishes that every time you come home are are left in the sink. And so they haven't followed through on that promise to support you. If that's the case where they've made this promise um, and they aren't following through, what should you do or what kind of conversation should you have? How should you approach that?
0: Well, first of all, I love the fact that you said three weeks because generally when I'm working with clients, I always use three As the number that signifies a pattern. Uh In other words, one week you could have forgotten because you're not accustomed to being the one that does the dishes. It's a new habit. Yeah. Right. You know, the second week, well, okay, you know, maybe again, something else came up, but if it happens three times, then it's like, okay, there's something to this. So, you know, you would want to go to the person and just say, you know, honey, we had discussed me taking this class and when we discussed it, we talked about what it would mean for you to support me, and you agreed. And I've noticed that after, over the last three weeks, um, the dishes were still in the sink. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, how that is. Did you forget, or is it something that you agreed to and you're really not happy about? But I think we need to, like, revisit this.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, now, if they... I mean, what if they say, you know what, it's just too much?
0: Well, then, you know, that's that's what revisiting means. It may turn out that they say, yeah, it is too much. And maybe the agreement is going to have to be, you know, you say, okay, so if it is too much, we're going to have to figure this out because I'm three weeks into the course and this is something I really want to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, How can we make it work? And maybe the answer is going to be that you're going to eat on paper plates. And Mm -hmm. so there are no dishes to do, Yeah. Um, you know, or maybe you're going to eat out Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, you know, maybe the mate is going to do the dishes, but is going to give up another task that, you know, can be accounted for in a different way or that you're going to pick up that other task, you know, um, in another way. So, you know, you have to do a renegotiation. Mm -hmm.
1: You get creative, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the things that we've been talking about up to this point have really been personal goals uh, where you're kind of asking for your spouse's support, um, and these goals may – will affect them somewhat, but it's not asking for some major lifestyle change. But what what if you do ask for um, some lifestyle change, uh, such as you want to – healthier. You want to live a healthy life with your spouse, which requires better eating, perhaps exercise, all these things. Um, and, and you want your spouse to be supportive of this couple lifestyle goal change effort.
0: Well, you're saying be supportive and I would agree with you, but I think The other way that it could be conceived is that the other person could feel like, you know, why are you controlling me? I'm happy doing things the way I've been doing it. And why are you asking me to change? Um, So that could be the reaction. So I think it's really important that um, the manner in which it's presented um, is one that is presented. Carefully, um, And I think it has to be, first of all, you have to understand that you don't have the right to change somebody else. And the other person may really be a little resistant or hesitant. And so I think if you say, and, and by the way, it doesn't even have to be, you know, living a healthier lifestyle. It could be, you know, we haven't been spending a lot of time together. Um, or, um, I think it's really important. We have family dinners together with the kids. Mm -hmm. So it could, you know, that could run a gamut of different, uh, changes in the manner in which you're living your lifestyle. So I think that the presentation would have to be one where you absolutely do not attack the person or tell them they're doing anything wrong. Um, but instead present it as, Um, I was doing some reading, or recently I heard about so-and-so, or I've been thinking about so-and-so, and, and, you know, I'm not saying that it's absolutely going to work, or I'm not saying for sure this would be, you know, the best thing. But I was thinking I would like to try it, and it would really be great, you know, if maybe we would try it together or I love you so much. And I want to live a lot of years together. And I, you know, I sort of think that maybe if we started exercising and we don't have to like, you know, become crazy about it, but maybe if we added exercise a little bit to our routine, you know, we could live, you know, longer and healthier, but presenting it, In a positive way, not coming in like, you know, a bull in a china closet and telling someone, you know, you have to do this and, you know, this is what's the right thing to do. And, you know, you've been doing it wrong or we've been doing it wrong or whatever. So it's got to be soft and gentle and, you know, sort of like maybe we could try this and what would you think of this? And, you know, do you think it's worth giving it a shot or something like that? I think that it's got to be done in a, in a breezy kind of way.
1: Yeah. Okay. And it also sounds like uh, part of the tactic would be to focus on the reasoning behind this change as opposed to what the action that needs to be taken. So I want to live the reason being I want to live a long fruitful life with you as opposed to we need to exercise.
0: Yeah. We need to exercise. You're, you've gained too much weight and you're not going to be, you know, you're not healthy. <laughs>
1: yeah. So you focus on, I love spending time with you. I want to milk right. it for everything it's worth. Right. Uh, what if we, you know, walked when we got home Right. on th- Wednesdays so we could, you know, catch up on the week or whatever, or, right. you know, I, you know, I want to have a better relationship with our kids. Let's sit down
0: and make sure we have a sit down meal uh, at night kind of, okay. Right. Even if it's only for 15 minutes, you know, from what I've been hearing, eating together as a family really ends up having these benefits later on in life. And I know that that's going to be hard to do, but even if we did it on, on the weekend for Mm -hmm. a, a lunch or something, you know, do you, do you think it's worth giving it a try? Yeah. Uh, and
1: life is one of those things where we know, we know a lot of the secrets to life, If you want to lose weight or be healthy, eat well and exercise. Everybody knows this. Mm -hmm. It is really hard (laughs) to actually execute. And, you know, maybe you can execute for two weeks, three weeks, a month, six months. But doing it for the long term is difficult. And so how can couples make these changes stick uh, when they are starting them is, you know, we, that's what we've been focusing on, but how can they maintain these things?
0: Well, first of all, I think if you've got it going for six months, you're in good shape. You're, the hardest part, of course, is in the beginning. So you want to start small and, you know, build up and build up. Um, we know that habits start after 21 days. So if you can, start small and build on it for 21 days, um, or the consistency of it, that is what's going to help to make it a habit. And so I'd rather see a couple, let's say walk for five minutes, let's say three times a week Mm -hmm. and do that consistently, even though it doesn't seem like it's a lot because at least now they're getting in the habit Of walking three times a week and then once they get that going then increase it to 10 minutes then once they have that going maybe 15 and then maybe add another day but start it small and just keep it going just so that it becomes an actual habit and the good thing about doing it together is that then you can encourage each other because we do know that when you do things with a buddy that that Helps because you encourage each other. You know, Mm -hmm. come on, it's you know, oh, it's a little cold. Oh, come on, it's it won't be so bad. Let's and there's probably
1: I was going to say there's probably a little bit of uh, a level of accountability uh you have in that as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So So, that would be the way to start a habit going.
1: Okay, and 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 one of the things that I love about what you just said is you're putting yourself in a position to succeed. So you're not saying uh, using the exercise, for example, you're not saying I have to become a CrossFit champion in week one. You're just saying, let me lace up the shoes and go on a walk for five minutes.
0: Absolutely. Because if you do the other, if you set your goals too big and too intense, that is a sure formula for failure.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, th- yes. And so it's just uh, to your point, you need to to get into a habit which requires you to repeat something for 21 days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then that habit then becomes solidified as part of that lifestyle change. So if you want exercise to be a habit, just get in the habit of doing some exercise. It doesn't have to be the ultimate exercise regimen at the very beginning. Correct. You can build up to that. And it doesn't even have to be within that first 21 days. It just you just need to get into the habit of doing something for those 21 days. Correct. Correct. Perfect. Um awesome. This is this was actually really helpful. Uh not that I'm surprised by that, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh was there anything else that you would like to add?
0: Well, the only other thing I would add is that very often change does not occur in a constant straight up um direction i'm trying to think about how to say it you know if you were if we were visual i could just use my hand <laughs> changes often a spiral where you go up and then you slip down a little bit and you go up and you slip down a little bit mm-hmm. so expect that there's going to be some backsliding and when that happens not if when it happens don't give up everything and say, Oh, forget it. You know, I, I screwed up and now, you know, I've just lost all, you know, progress that I've made. No, you've had a slip. Mm -hmm. So, accept the slip Accept it as part of the learning process. You know, when kids initially start to learn to walk, they get up and walk and then they fall and then they get up and walk again. And then they fall. If that child never got up again after they fell, nobody'd ever walk. Mm -hmm. So just accept it as part of the process and then pick yourself up again and start again on the process.
1: And I think sometimes it helps to go back to some of the basics that were, um, particularly if you're getting frustrated, um, you know, let's sticking with the exercise. If you start building your exercise up and you get to this point where it's really hard and it's to that point where uh, you are not doing it because you know that it's going to be painful uh, to do it. Step back to toward more of where you were in the beginning, where it was easier for you to get going. Yes, just to keep that habit going, as opposed to, well, shit, I can't lift this stuff anymore. <laughs> right, I, I'm not getting right. out of bed today. Right. You know? And the
0: nice thing about doing it with your mate is for your mate to then say, that was great. You did a good job. Look at us. You know, we did this, we did that. Because aside from accountability, you're also reinforcing each other mm-hmm. and, you know, making each other feel good and giving each other support that way.
1: Yeah. Being a cheerleader can be very powerful.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, this
1: was fantastic, Karen. Uh, we will use that last point to button this up so thank you so much for your time it's always appreciated thank you steve uh, i want to remind everyone that you have been listening to dr karen sherman who is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years she is the author of mindfulness and the art of choice transform your life karen is also the co-author of marriage magic find it keep it make it last and uh, you can get that information at her website, drkarensherman.com. And If you did not know this, we actually have a bookstore on our website, on our homepage, HitchMag.com. Click on there and you can find Karen's books in there. Uh, Karen is also the host of her own podcast on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. Uh, thank you so much for people who have commented, uh, left a review, given us stars in iTunes and Stitcher. Um, and If you like what you hear, go ahead and share it with somebody. Let them know as well. It's always appreciated, uh, and uh, we thank you for your support. So, one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. We're on top of the world, too.